The Whole Healing Podcast. Healing through nutrition by connecting your mind, body, and food. with you today because like I I just think you know it's January 5th and everybody in their right mind and and wrong mind is is thinking about news resolutions body image health fitness and I feel like it's easier right now because it's the holidays are over and there's just like everybody's on the same wavelength with like trying to get healthier but I just thought it might be good for us to talk about like what a healthy ideal approach to this looks like um because I think that a lot of people just kind of go into it with this like I call it tank mentality where they're just like, I'm going to, I'm going to drive forward and I'm going to like be headstrong and disciplined and willpower and all these things. And like by like January 31st, they're just burnt out. And so I just think that we could pre- prevent a lot of that headache and heartache for people. If we could just kind of maybe talk about like the right approach. What what do you think? Yeah, no, completely. I think that's going to be a great um, conversation because you're so right, right. We have these like new year's resolutions and we want to go all in and, I think burnout is a perfect way to describe it because it really is like we are creatures of habit and to totally uproot all of our habits in all different areas of our life from fitness to health to eating. It's a lot. Um, And then on top of trying to kind of navigate your new year, whether it's career, relationships, whatever it may be, you're compiling a lot onto your habits. And so it's really um, it can be really easy to let some things fall into the cracks and then you're like, okay, I'm over it. I'm done by January 30th. And so if you can be strategic and smart and like really create habits that you can continue to build on throughout the year, rather than try and just bang it all out all at once. Um, I think that you can feel really good while doing it and also have prolonged success um, throughout it all too. I love that. I, I think something that, um, And I'm curious, actually, so I I love your approach to build off of things throughout the year versus just go hard and fast and strong and expect it to kind of just coast. Mm -hmm. Can you think of anyone specifically that you're working with or any any specific example of, of something like that? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. And um, I actually just started working with someone um, probably like a two or three weeks ago at this point. And um, she was like, I'm ready to um, lose some weight. Like, I want to go all in and. go for it and so of course I'm like okay let's do it like I hear you I know you want to go all in let's follow that approach first right because I know we have the support not convert mentality which is so important and she was ready to go and I said my two cents I was like maybe we should start small maybe we should try a few different things she's like I just want to totally revamp looks like otter AI is in um perfect um she just wanted to totally revamp and so then a week later she I gave her a plan I gave her a totally full meal plan, breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, and said, here you go, like, try integrating this, try these different steps, and she's like, amazing, thank you. A week later, she was like, okay, I think we do need to start smaller, Um, because she's like, this is a lot, and I'm like, exactly, and I think that you have to discover it for yourself, so my biggest thing is, is start small, and so I try to look at where the biggest gap in the day is, so for her example, she really struggled with her afternoon snack. She kind of geared towards more convenience-based options, did a lot of, like, vending machine ideas, bags of chips, things like that. So I was like, okay, your breakfast, it's okay. Your lunch, you know, pretty solid. Afternoon snack, this is where we can really get a lot of bang for a buck. We're starting to get in this habit of thinking of how things feel our body. 
We're getting in more protein, which is what you need in general. And we're going to help your dinner now because you're not going to be as hungry for dinner. Because she was like, I'm starving at dinner. I feel like I'm eating all these things. I have a lot of cravings. And then I get really full and I overeat. Right? So I'm like, protein at your afternoon snack is now targeting four or five different things. But it's really only one big action that you need to change. Um, and so that's really my biggest approach. And so with a New Year's resolution, if you can even start with one thing that maybe we want to look at, whether it's fitness, whether it's health, um, eating, foods, nutrients, all these different things that we can talk about, um, I think that can be a really big thing is little moves go a long, long way. And if you can get a lot of bang for your buck, um, I'm all for that. So um, I think that would probably, I guess, your question was, like, how do you do that um, in the new year? I think start small. Try and see where a lot of different factors feed in. Again, like, I think your health can be a big domino effect, just like the afternoon snack trickles into the rest of the night. But we don't really think about it that way. So if we can look at our health, maybe it's make, waking up a little bit earlier or making breakfast is a big, big one. Um, little things like that can then, again, kind of fuel and boost other areas. Yeah, Emily, I don't know if it's like, I think it's a combination of you. You're just so intuitive and also you're brilliant. And, and I think you just hit it on the head, like the, hit the nail on the head. I mean, really, to me, it's, it's about small changes and finding those specific small changes that really feed the most bang for your buck. And I think, honestly, um, you know, just on a personal level, going through this like 10-day fast in the past um, couple of weeks, I, you know, I, I knew reintroducing food was going to be um, like a like a challenge because my my hunger hormone was skyrocketing. Um, my fullness hormone was like to an all time low. And I thought, OK, cool. If I just like go keto or if I just add in some healthy fats, then like I won't be so hungry because I'm not adding in carbs. But like what I found is that because, you know, fats are fuel um, and 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 so are carbs protein, not so much, um, then it just, it just attenuated my hunger. And so even though I was eating more fat and, and, and healthy fats are so good for you, my body wasn't really like feeling full. And so what I ended up having to do is I ended up having to like increase my protein tenfold and going from, a, you know, a, an omnivorous diet to a carn or to a, to a plant-based diet, my protein was just so low. And I think that's a lot of people these days, like feeling energetically, maybe that's just the culture in the, in the, the, um, the corner that I'm in. But a lot of people I think are feeling more plant-based because it's just energetically resounds with a lot of people, less animal suffering, less death. And when we're eating, you know, foods that are living like fruits and vegetables, we, we just feel energetically better. And so if you're trying to do that this year, like trying to go more plant based or trying to eat more fruits and vegetables, less meat, just less animal products in general, you have to keep in mind like your protein's going to go down significantly. And so like, how are you getting that protein in? Are you doing like for me, it's it's um, it's like a hemp protein powder. Um, that's been the one that's resounded best with me. Um, edamame, um, I love, love, love like um, uh, edamame fettuccine because it's just high in protein or even like legume based protein pastas like those things have like 20 grams of protein per serving and honestly like aiming for like at least in my opinion as a woman at least 100 grams of protein a day um, to me is like a reasonable place to be um, especially if you're trying to like meet some of these goals with satiety and energy levels and and I think protein just has so many different effects like you were saying on not just like the meals following but the meals prior to um and so I think that yeah I think you hit the nail on the head I think protein is going to be like one of the most important things that we can focus on if, if we're trying to better our health 
um, level out our hormones, you know, find good health or find good balance with our energy. Um, proteins, proteins, definitely one of them. <laughs> completely, completely. And I love that plant-based approach and I'm getting creative with it too. And I think that when we are in tune with, um, what we're putting into our body and how it fuels our body and the effects it has, that really is what, um, keeps us, I think, motivated too, which is another new year's resolution. I think, um, umbrella word too is motivation and like, how do you find that motivation? And I think that when you see how it affects your body, you feel how it affects your body. It just, it feels good. So you want to keep doing it. It's not this like forced motivation. It's this really genuine, natural, like, wow, this is really, really empowering what I want. I want to continue. Um, so I think that's great. I love that. Yeah. What a great word to talk about. Um, motivation and discipline and willpower. I, I posted something on um, on social media the other day talking about discipline. And because I think people think that discipline is this like, you know, beat your head up against the wall, trying to do things that you don't want to do kind of feeling. And discipline is just the act of, of redirecting your attention back to what you know is truly important to you. It's not, it's not anything aggressive. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, um, like uh, domineering. It's just something that's a very gentle approach to saying, hey, this is what matters to me, even though it's not how I feel right in this moment. I know ultimately this is the bigger picture and what I want. And so I'm willing to make myself uncomfortable and redirect my attention. Um, I think with motivation, an, another word that comes to mind for me is inspiration. Because I think motivation is something that is very wavering, right? We feel motivated when we feel inspired and when we feel um, excited about something. But but emotions come and go, right? And so how do we uh, – I want to use the term energy bend. <laughs> how do we manipulate our environment so that we can constantly st- stay – so that we constantly stay – inspired and motivated and I think it it has to do with emotion right if you don't find pleasure or joy in something you're not going to feel motivation because you're not going to feel inspired and so how do you continuously every single day inject joy and pleasure and excitement and inspiration into your life when it comes to health It, it, it takes an effort I think it takes mindfulness I think it takes creativity which is the word that you use that I love um, cause if we're just doing the same thing over and over again, yeah, it becomes a habit and it, but it also becomes mindless. And I think that that's not necessarily the goal. I think the goal is to find pleasure in the things that we do because then they're, they're more likely to last us the rest of our lives. Completely, completely. Like you worded that beautifully and that is just such a genius concept is finding the pleasure in it and finding the pleasure in health. And, um, I love the word inspiration because it really is what will continue you forward, right? What's going to inspire you? What's going to make you feel like the most alive? Because that's really what the goal of health is to make you feel alive and to bring you a quality of life and really make you feel the best version of yourself. And that's not going to come through forcing yourself to eat all these foods or do all these things that you really can't stand. And so finding ways to support your health in a really fulfilling way that's catered to you and what you like and what you enjoy is what's going to bring you your health, um, which is so key. So I absolutely love that. What do you do in your own life to find joy and pleasure and creativity in your health? Uh, I think what a beautiful question. Um, I really love to, I think I like to question myself and really look at what I need in that moment um, because it definitely does vary. And I think as women too, like depending on our cycle time or how we're feeling emotionally and different hormone levels, I definitely start to feel a change. And so I try and want to tap into how I'm feeling in that moment and what it looks like. Um, I try and look at 
okay, maybe I, especially with the holidays and things like that, we're out of routine, we're traveling, we're moving around. Um, and so I've kind of found like out of my routine, I'm like, how do I get back, right? How do I find this enjoyment and pleasure? And I'm like, what does my body need? And definitely varies depending on what season of life I'm in at that moment. But right now I feel like I need vegetables. I need fruit. Um, I kind of need um, a little bit relaxation too, which I think is key, right? Like I think letting yourself be vulnerable, letting yourself relax and say, hey, you know what? I want to feed my body good nutrients. But at the gym, to be honest, I'm not really feeling that motivated. And that's okay because I'm going to fuel my body. I'm going to listen to my body and fall into that. Um, I think is really, really important. Um, and then just trying to get creative, right? I think like, oh, I, I'm a big foodie. I love food. And so um, I definitely find myself gravitating towards that. And um, I specifically like it during this time if I'm struggling to find joy, struggling to find pleasure. I'm like, okay, what food's going to be good? What can I try to make? What can I try to have? Maybe like, for example, super random, but pickled onions. I love I'm like, okay, what can I make with that? Like, what can I incorporate that in there? Um, so finding these different little niches that I know that I consistently enjoy and then adding it on, I think is key. Um, what about you, Jenna? Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that you love pickled onions. That makes me so happy. Um, that's so good. Yeah, and they're beautiful, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel. I, I, You know, for me, there are some people, there are a lot of people out there, and I and I just so respect the heck out of this. Um people who are just very mechanical about food, right? Like they eat the same thing over and over and they know that it nourishes their body and it works for them. And it's just, you know, it's very, it's very, um, ah, what's the word? (sighs) Masculine for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. It's just very um, logical. It's consistent. It's not anything that has a lot of depth to it because those people tend to put a lot of depth into other things, um, whatever that may be. And so for me, it's the polar opposite. I, love food. I'm a total foodie just like you. And for me, food is about, is my creative medium, right? Some people dance, some people paint me. I like make beautiful food. And um, that's what I love to do. And it brings so much life and pleasure and enjoyment and inspiration and motivation to my, my, my nutrition. So um, I love to like, look at my plate and be like, okay, what colors do I have here? Um, do I have red, green, yellow, blue, purple? And, um, and, and if I do, then that like brings me some sort of joy. Um, I think like, um, different like shapes and different textures and different macros and no, and, and, and I love what you're saying about just, um, like tuning into the body because I do agree it's going to change constantly. And I think for me, at least initially when like, I was like, what does my body need? Like I, I had no idea if I were to ask myself that I'd be like, I don't know what I need. Um, so you kind of have to feel into it and that takes time. And it also for me takes a lot of slowing down. Um, because if I'm going, you know, 10,000 miles an hour, like I typically do, and then like, I have to like stop and eat a meal to like put that effort into thinking about it requires a very drastic change in momentum. But for me, like I can't, I can't do anything but rest and digest if I'm going to eat properly and and feel good about it. Um, is what that comes down to. And so if I don't slow down during my meals, I don't feel satisfied. And then I feel like I'm always searching for more. And so it really is about being intentional and slowing down and just taking a minute to say, okay, this is, this is time for me to rest. It's time for me to nourish. And it's not time for me to work. And I can't combine the two. 
in, in any way, I really have to compartmentalize and say, okay, like I've done some good work today. I want to do more, but like I need this break. And so I'm going to compartmentalize and put this, you know, separate time block out right now for the next 15 to 20 minutes and, and just really dive as deep into my food as I can so that I feel like I'm satisfied. And that satisfaction really pulls me into the next phase of my life where I'm just like, okay, it's time to work now. And I feel good because like I've nourished myself. So that's kind of how I work. Um, and, and that keeps me inspired. It keeps me motivated. It keeps me in this place of love with my food and connection. So um, that's how yeah. I tend to work. <laughs> yeah, I think that's beautiful to highlight that slowing down and again finding that enjoyment that pleasure when we do slow down we really can fall into that and sink into that pleasure um and i think what a thought that came into mind too um when you were talking is like the idea of failure and trial and error like you asked how i found that or like how can we find that kind of listening to our body and tune in with our body you know what it takes some failure it takes some trial it takes some error to say okay i'm gonna lean in and try this and maybe it doesn't work and that's okay because um, again, coming back to like the New Year's resolution and ideas of health and how we go about it is a lot of times we find our motivation or um, our drive to kind of deplete because we think that we're failing or that we're not doing as much as we thought we should have been doing. Um, but there is so much to learn within not succeeding. There is so much to learn with having an error or maybe thinking one way and then discovering a whole other idea that comes out of it. Um, and so I think slowing down and kind of listening to that failure as well and listening to where maybe you could have done something a little bit different, but without that moment of failure, you would have never known that version of different. And that version of different could be the sounding board, the jumping board for what's to come for your health. Um, so I think that slowing down piece is absolutely key. That's a beautiful way that you put it. And I think, you know, I've said this before and I'll say this until the day I die. I think we get into this very perfectionistic mentality when it comes to food and nutrition in this country and, and with ourselves. And it's just so destructive. There's no, we're never going to find any success when it comes to nutrition, health, wellness in general, if we're always in this perfectionistic mentality about doing doing wellness that way. And so I tell people, like, I fail every single day when it comes to nutrition, healthy eating, exercise wellness and it's not necessarily like a very sunshine and rainbows way to look at it but it desensitizes me to this idea that like I have to be perfect and so if I look at it and be like hey I'm going to fail today like it's inevitable I'm not going to let it affect me it's just the way that it is it's going to be imperfect and maybe that's a better way to put it is it's never ever 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 going to be perfect um, and when I tell my clients that it really lets the pressure off and I think that they can just set reasonable expectations for themselves instead of trying to be perfect just aim for progress aim for growth aim for learning aim for new information just like you're talking about because every opportunity it, it, every every experience of you know imperfection is an opportunity to learn some things so that you refine and become better it's it's never going to be this linear line it's just more of a journey and and and, a, and an exploration mm -hmm. you are spot on oh my goodness i absolutely absolutely love that um you hit the nail on the head because it really is the journey it's the learning the growth the progress um and you know we're not meant to be perfect um and that's okay and i've talked to so many people who um i will set up a plan the next week i'm like hey how'd it go and they're like well i failed and so i kind of gave up and restarted i'm like wait 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 that is not failing and like taking it back but we just exactly we have this perfectionist mentality to say if we didn't do 100 percent, if we didn't check all the boxes then it automatically means that we didn't do it or that we failed or that we were imperfect 
Um, and so I think walking into your day saying, you know what, I'm going to fail and that's okay. I'm not going to be perfect. Um, and finding the joys in those imperfections is huge. Oh, I'm so glad we did this podcast in January. This is so, know, this is too. so good. This is really like, it's, it's good. Yeah. If any, if everybody could just like start off with this kind of expectation, I think honestly, not only would people be able to sustain their healthy habits longer, but like they'd come into like the summer and feel like they're actually achieving their goals because like they just stayed the tra- track, right? They stayed the course. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about it so many times, but like when you deplete and you, you know, have this calorie deficit, your metabolism slows down and like the only way to rev it back up so that you continue to burn energy efficiently in your metabolism is to refuel. And like, that's usually what a cheat day looks like. Honestly, I hate, I hate the word cheat. Like you, you should never cheat on yourself and you're not, but the, the truth of the matter is, is you're not cheating on yourself. Your, your body is actually craving the thing that's going to nourish it and keep it going on that track. So your cheat day is rev up your metabolism and keep it going. And if people just knew that instead of getting discouraged and falling off the wagon, quote unquote, then like they could just keep going and they'd see the results. But they, the, the only thing that's impairing them is them giving up because they think they did something wrong when they did it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like there's nothing wrong with fueling your body differently. Um, so complete. I love that. Yeah, the metabolism and like finding the pieces of the puzzles, your metabolism, really finding what works for you. Um, too. And it's so funny, like I was talking, well, it's not funny, but I was chatting with um, someone last week and we were talking about metabolism and they were like, yeah, like whenever um, in this, to me, I found that, you know, when you're really restricted, right? And we're under eating and um, our metabolisms are out of whack is someone was saying, I would go out for dinner, right? I would have a normal portion. I'd go out the next day, I'd gain like five, 10 pounds from water weight, from retention. And I'm like, that to me is your body signaling a yellow flag, like, hey, I need more food. Right. Because when you go out to dinner, I've now worked with clients and we've worked and progressed to now where they go out, they end up losing weight because we're refueling their metabolisms are doing so, so well at using these nutrients again and using this extra energy and putting it into progress. Um, So I think that's something that is so, so important to highlight. That's great a pretty freaking good dietitian if you can like have people eat more when they go out to eat and then lose weight and it's and it's so true it's so true you just gotta you just gotta chill out i think that's the other thing too is like when people get stressed because they're restricting they inflict a lot of cortisol on their body it's very anabolic it really builds and and re- resists weight loss and so if you can just chill the frick out in life man that's the story of my life i get it yeah. like i get it i'm a little high strung too but like if we can just help chill out when it comes to food then our body's going to put that food in the right places, not and not in the wrong one. So that's that yeah. to me is like the biggest overarching concepts to remember when it comes to weight loss and it comes to like goals in general is just chill out. Exactly, exactly. I'll use it for 2024. I agree. I agree. Emily, thank you so, so, so much. You're amazing and you're brilliant. And I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you and, 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 and work with you in, in every other way. Um, so thank you for your time today. And hopefully this helps a lot of people get their, get their mind right when it comes to 2024 and goals. Completely, completely. And Jenna, same to you. You just bring the ideas to my head. So thank you.